In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. Hey everyone, I'm Darcy. I'm Kyle. Thanks for listening in with us as we talk about Quality Matters. We have a special episode for you today. Kyle and I attended our first day of the OTC conference. It's a special year. It's their golden anniversary, 50th anniversary. So we just walked around with our podcast equipment and asked people if they would like to talk to us. So we have a few snippets that I think we're going to piece together over the next few weeks. But for today's episode... We spent more time talking to Decra. It was a great interview. It was really fun. And they, Decra, for those who don't know, is a worldwide certifying body. Right? That's correct. Right. So we had the pleasure of speaking with three men. Yes. That work for Decra. And uh, I'm, I'm anxious for you guys to listen and hear what they had to say. Listen closely. You might be surprised by what you hear. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> here at the OTC 2019 and we are talking with Decra. Um, we're gonna we've got three gentlemen here kind of interesting stories I think so we're gonna chat with them for a little bit. Uh, let me just kind of go around and everyone introduce yourself. Sure my name is Randy Spivey. I'm the director of sales uh, for Decra certification here in North America. Awesome. Zach Posse. I'm a project manager and lead auditor for Decra certification. Okay. Uh, Kamal Sakri, Product Manager and Cluster Manager for Decker Certification. All right. So, real quick, when you came over here, um, Zach, you had uh, you got an interesting, interesting title, right? So, what's your title? Yeah. So, I do the lead auditing for the Explosion Safety Systems, which is uh, quality system related, uh, but adds on extra requirements for my son. That is, that is just really, really kind of interesting. You're saying that when you go to like airports and whatnot, that you don't usually tell them exactly what you do. Yeah. <laughs> usually just leave it at, I'm traveling for auditing when I go through customs. All right. So, um, uh, Randy, tell me a little bit as you see with the sales for Decra. So, what all is it that Decra does? Obviously, I've done some work with Decra myself and a little bit, but tell me sure. a little bit more about, about what you'll do. So, Decra Worldwide is uh, a 90-year-old company uh, headquartered in Stuttgart, Germany, we have a number of different business units, over 40,000 employees. Uh, probably our, uh, what we're best known for, especially in, in Europe, is our automotive uh, business. Uh, but we do everything that we're involved in. It has to do with test and certification. Uh, for the three of us, we're involved in the test and certification, providing third-party testing for uh, manufacturers, uh, products that are used in hazardous locations. Very cool. Very cool. So, how is the uh, the work y'all do? Maybe different? like I'm a nine thousand audit, nine thousand one auditor for Decra, about as bland and generic as you can get. So, so uh, what is it that y'all do that's that's a little little different? So, I'll let Zach elaborate a little bit. But what uh, one of the things that we uh, offer is a quality certification. Again, for those folks 
that are uh, manufacturing in hazardous locations. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, it's 9,001 on steroids. Okay. Okay. So, Zach. Yeah. So the, the, the main auditing stuff that we do for the explosion safety is uh, in Europe uh, for the ATEX directive. It's a uh, legal uh, requirement in Europe for companies to have third-party certification for products used in uh, hazardous areas or explosive atmospheres. And as part of that certification, they need a certified quality system. Um, the standard that we use is uh, EN IEC ISO 80079 34. <laughs> uh, the second edition, which was just released last year, actually takes all the text from 9001, but uh, at various clauses adds uh, extra requirements okay. and a few annexes for particular protection types for those explosion safety devices. Okay. Now, a lot of the folks that uh, listen to the podcast here are more familiar with uh, the traditional type of gas work. So this is similar to the way API handles, like the, the QT standard, the design standard. Yeah, it's similar. So each uh, product has uh, different protection types that might be applied, and those each have their own standards. So it might be uh, protection by enclosure that's rated to contain an explosion, okay. or it might be that the electronics are designed in such a way that they don't have enough energy to cause a spark or ignition that would ignite whatever atmosphere that the device is in. Okay, well, this, this I, I've kind of dealt with this uh, once before. We had a brace of blasting, you know, you have to ensure that you have um, explosive-proof lighting in there. So yep. I think yep. these are the type of things That's we're exactly at. the type yep. of products. Okay, it should get some context. So what are some of the applications of the products that you certify? Uh, it's really wide-ranging. Uh, it can be a motor that gets used somewhere. Uh, so some of the big motors that you've seen walking around, mm -hmm. some of those would be uh, explosive and safety rated. Really? Um, a lot of the instrumentation for pressure, temperature, level uh, get uh, certified. There's heat tracing cable on pipelines, okay. uh, any type of measurement equipment. So there's probably a lot of design specs that we have to be working yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes no more sense. So, um, and as you can tell by our poster, it, there's, yes. there's stuff kind of all around the world, and each, each country has kind of developed their own slightly different requirements. So, oh, really? There's some international standards that, that apply uh, to everything, but and each country has okay. some of their own unique things. So, uh, you can't directly go from one country to the other, like with 9001. You have, you have a little bit of unique okay. differences. Okay. Well, they, they could definitely add some complexities into the definitely. work you do. It definitely does. Okay. Okay. So, um, just as a little bit of information for uh, kind of anyone listening, so when someone goes to get certified, uh, what's that process look like? Uh, what's that What's that look like for them when they say we're ready to get this uh, product certified? How's that go? <laughs> oh well it can be quite complex so uh usually we like to check to see you know what the client's experience level is in the type of protection they're going for um if they're not very familiar with it we'll usually suggest a kind of a preliminary design review project just to review and give them some feedback on if they're heading the right direction before they get too far into it okay especially in a design before they right. build anything um, if everything kind of checks out okay, okay, then put a basic quote together based on what they're looking for, mm -hmm. and then come up with a test plan and sample requirements. Okay. And then it's just kind of going through the design and analyzing it, making sure that all the specs line up with the requirements, uh, performing so the tests. Kind of similar to the, the traditional stage one, stage two review, but it sounds like a little more detail. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, more specific to based on what protections involved. Yeah, so it's uh, in addition to the normal ISO 9001 requirements because there's pro actual products involved. That's mm -hmm. uh, like the stage one, stage two audit is for the quality system, which we still follow that same okay. process. Okay. But they have to also have a product certificate. Gotcha. So it's kind of parallel paths for the auditing of the manufacturing okay. site where they're going to build them and then also checking the design of the actual product. Sure. And then uh, as those are finishing during the audits, we're making sure that what they're making is actually meeting what that certificate okay. included yeah. for the design. So that goes above and so beyond. you involved the in the whole design exactly. process all the yep. way through the verification exactly. and validation. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now that, that's interesting. So when folks go to get certified when they're doing the, uh, the product design along with the management uh, system, do you do those totally parallel or could it be we do one and then we come back and do the, how, how's that operate? I think it's usually, um, I know the audit, typically they don't want to take place until the product has been kind of tested and is shown to pass a lot of the stuff. Mm -hmm. That way you don't have to go back in the event something has changed. Makes so sense. they're kind of parallel paths in a way, but maybe staggered in terms of when they start. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, what are some of the, the problems that you'll run into with uh, these different product designs and you know things that might hamper the process that you know maybe folks should look out for? Well, in many cases, uh, we're in the uh, new product uh, introduction phase. Okay. And so just the fact of getting samples of the, of the new product, because we have testing is a component of the overall assessment. Mm -hmm. And so they have a design and they were, were going through the initial assessment and but then we move into the testing phase and we're going to have to have a handful of samples sure. so getting those few samples available to us once is one thing but the second is they're sometimes the very first samples off uh, yeah. of a new design and so we go through the testing only to find out they're not quite as robust as what they need to be so we're delayed by waiting for a second round of samples now i have in my experience with consultation work I run into cases where folks do the design and development and then they want to start selling it and having the customer <laughs> test it out as a part of the validation phase. I guess there's ways you can finagle it sometimes, but um, do you all ever run into cases like that where folks are trying to push this out before you've approved the design? They, they definitely try to, the sales and marketing people. <laughs> um, it doesn't really work because they can't sell it into an area that's going to be rated for hazardous or explosive atmosphere area sure. without the certificate. So they have to kind of design for that up front. Okay. So they can definitely sell it to areas that aren't uh, an explosive atmosphere okay. ahead of time. And, okay. and, but they may end up having to make changes to the products right. in order to get the certificate. And so it, it kind of depends on what they want or if they want to have a separate product line that's rated for the hazardous area. Well, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I meant to, to ask this earlier, but like, what are some other examples of environments that that this these types of equipment? I know it's a lot of types of equipment, but they might operate. What are the hazardous environments that we're talking yep. about? So it's anything that's uh, gases, vapors, or dusts. Are, that's are a lot. Main, yeah, and there's uh, a variety of different uh, ratings. So it could be uh, anything from like. Uh, flyings, uh, like in a textile mill where they're they're making uh, cloth or string, mm -hmm. it could be sugar, flour, and the, on the dust side, coal dust, yeah. uh, so chemical endless. processing, it, it could be 
oil platforms. It could be a, lot a of chemical places. plant. Yeah, it, it, it's okay. a quite a variety. Even the gas pumps are a, a division two area. So oh, really? Your yeah, gas, gas station. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, the all the, the monitors and screens and yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. No smoking signs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't. So I had a gentleman stop earlier today that uh, was from Norway, mm -hmm. and they're looking at using hydrogen in their automobiles. Right. And so he wants to have our company inspect the different uh, hydrogen storage facilities that they're going to have okay. in place. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Because obviously that's very explosive. Right. 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 It would Could also be, be the, uh, the tanks on the cars. Yeah. Them would be as well. Okay. Shipside, yeah, yeah. And see, this one, I think uh, we didn't catch it uh, on mic. We were talking earlier. Is uh, you know what we try to do with the podcast is it's really help educate folks about how many areas of the world and of their life that quality really impacts what they do. And so, I mean, we're looking at virtually any industry. The niche area that you guys operate in it could be applicable. Yeah. And so when you start talking about that, that one niche area is applicable everywhere, I mean, the fact is that quality really matters in the work we do and, and in the lives we live today are the result of people taking this uh, process approach, examining risk, and, and working through it. Um, before we wrap up here, anyone get any uh, final comments? I have a question. Kyle's still on the mic from me at the OTC conference. Yeah. So... Um, as I've mentioned before, I'm not a quality person, so I like to ask the fun questions. Kyle is very geeky about quality, and I'm always curious how other people got into quality. I know how he got there, so I want to know how each of you got into this business, I guess. Good question. So my background has always been in electronics. I started off in the semiconductor industry uh, on the packaging side and moved over to reliability tests. And been here ever since. I really enjoy uh, being in an environment where you're on the critical path of new product introduction. That's certainly what this is. Very cool. I, from mechanical engineering in school, I kind of fell into product certification in my first job, and uh, that kind of led me into helping out with a lot of the auditing and stuff related to the explosion okay. safety stuff, and that's kind of led to this. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, kind of the same in mechanical engineering and out of school. The uh, first job I got was at UL. Uh, so just kind of the product safety industry has just been interesting, a variety of, you know, all kinds of stuff to deal with. So just been going, going strong since. So. No, very cool. I, um, you know, I haven't yet found a single person that's in the quality world that, you know, as a child said, this is what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I, get, right. I mean, I've talked to, I don't know how many people, no, and I, we asked the question. I was like, no one sets out to be a quality a, as a kid. Yeah. You know, my my dream was building robots for NASA. Didn't quite make it, um, but you know, so it's always kind of fun. But um, to me, it's such a, a rewarding area to work in because you can really see the areas that, that this has an impact in, and so it, it's been a, a lot of fun for me. And so it's like, they all really uh, enjoy what you do as well. So. Um, Anyone, before we uh, finish here, any fun or crazy stories that you've had, or maybe audits where it just stuff blew your mind what you found? Um, some of the, yes, yeah, <laughs> some, some <laughs> of the places going in to do the audit, just the size and scale of some of the equipment that they're making, the, that's especially related to the offshore stuff like we're here today. It, 
they have the uh, things where they're connecting the ships to, and it's just like a foot and a half cable to connect the power for these ships <laughs> and stuff. It's just kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and then some of the stuff I've been learning about for new areas where the explosion safety is going to be critical, where they keep uh, processing and have made legalizing marijuana and they're processing and extracting. Those are actually extremely flammable and explosive processes. So there's really? a lot of safety and quality concerns in that area, <laughs> which you wouldn't really think about. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. That, that, that's very, very interesting. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate uh, the time talking to you. It's, it's been great. And hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the interview with Decra as much as we enjoyed talking to them. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. I <laughs> a blast explosion testing um so hey we're still at the otc conference this week um this episode's going to be released tuesday morning yeah this will be and, live very soon and we'll be there on tuesday we're taking a break on wednesday yep. and then we'll be back on thursday so if you're there at otc find us you can text us call us um, find us on LinkedIn, yep. message us, email us. There's numerous ways to get a hold of us. Darcy Chambers, Kyle Chambers, um, find us on LinkedIn, send us a message. We'd love to come talk to you. Absolutely. And I'll leave our uh, emails in the show notes. Sounds great. All right. We hope to see you there. Thank you.